listening to From the City Desk. I'm Hannah Purdy. And I'm Chris McCart. Welcome back this week, Chris. Thank you. Glad to be back. So we're going to get right into it this week. We are starting our recaps of Board of Mayor and Alderman meetings. But before we tell you about what happened in this week's meeting, we're going to explain to you what even is a BMA meeting, Chris? What's a BMA meeting? Exactly. I guess before I go into that, let me also state that I'm not about to read the agenda word for word. Uh, so please do not turn this off. We're just simply going to hit the, hi- hit the highlights of this. But in Kingsport, our board of, mayor, board of Mayor and Aldermen meet twice a month. We meet on the first and third Tuesdays. Before each meeting, we have a work session. And the work session is designed to be a little bit more informal, to have some conversations regarding certain projects. We might meet with key leaders in the community, partners in the community. The staff will sit around the table with the board. It's very informal. It's all designed to just really get information out, try to dive a little bit deeper into certain projects, look at things that might be coming up on future agendas, and then to also run through the agenda. And, you know, what are the questions? Is there more information that's needed? And it really helps the staff. And I think it also helps the board to feel comfortable about what is being presented and to understand the, the amount of detail that has gone into it, if you will, the amount of research, the, the process we've gone to get there. And all that then ties into our more formal business meeting that takes place on Tuesday nights. And the goal there is just simply to, again, a little bit more formal. We'll do a little bit more, more recognitions. Uh, we'll pr- provide awards uh, to key people, proclamations to, you know, deserving folks. And then we'll go through the business meeting. Public hearings are typically held at this meeting. So it's, it's again, a little bit more formal process. Right. So you mentioned public hearings. Both the work session and the business meeting are open to the public, right? They are. Both are open to the public. Um, you know, while we do run through the agenda on Monday night, there's no action taken. Uh, so while the staff will deliver the same message they would deliver on a Tuesday night business meeting, uh, there's not any vote taken. Only vote. Only time the vote is taken is when we're actually in our business meeting on Tuesday night or in the rare cases when we have a special called meeting. And we also live stream the business meetings on the city website, kingsportt.gov. That's not a question. That's just me telling the people. Absolutely. Yes. Check it out sometime. This week's meeting, what, what was on the docket? What, what did we talk about? Well, one of the things we had on the agenda was the actual appropriation of funds for several grants. Uh, our staff have historically done an outstanding job in going out and finding grants that will help offset a capital project or provide additional dollars from an operating standpoint that will then allow them to do special projects. Uh, very much the, the case tonight, uh, two that I do want to highlight. One was uh, the American Libraries Association Great Stories Club. This was a, a grant that we were in partnership, the Kingsport Public Library was in partnership with Girls Inc. And so we were pleased to move that forward. You can find out more information about that at the Kingsport Public Library website. In addition to that, the Tennessee Arts Commission, which this is a group that we have historically had a lot of success with in getting grants. Very pleased to be able to bring in a grant that will assist in the painting of a mural on the old Lynn Garden hardware right off Lynn Garden Drive. Uh, right as you turn to go towards the Lindview Community Center, there will be a mural that will be painted there, kind of depicting a little bit of the history of the Lingard community, but more importantly, uh, the Lindview High School and the impact that it's had. So very, very pleased with those two grants. 
Third grant we received was from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. This was a grant that will provide about $30,000 to our operating budget to allow the police department to conduct overtime hours pertaining to uh, activities to promote safety for driving within our community. So glad to, glad to have all three of those. Uh, again, applaud the staff for going out and being able to secure those funds. Um, the other item, and this is an item that we we typically do about this time of year as we close out fiscal year 19, we start looking at what is our revenue over expenses. And so you kind of start going into two, uh, two primary uh, accounts within our budget. One is your revenue item, uh, line item. How is the money coming in? You know, so you look at your property tax, you look at your sales tax, obviously those are your big ones. Uh, but you also look at other items such as fees, you look at money that's come in from other state agencies or franchise fees that may be in existence and you kind of start putting all the pieces together. And of course, you've been watching this throughout the year, been looking at how things are coming together. But you also step back and you take a look at your operating budget. And, uh, you know, Kingsport for many years has been very conservative in how we've managed our budget. And we look very closely at those dollars each and every year. This year, um, much like in the past, we've been very fortunate to have additional revenue, more than what we projected, but we've also been very fortunate to have savings on the expense side. And so when we step back and look at that, we looked at somewhere in the neighborhood of about $1.5 million that we were able to have basically additional revenue, either through savings within our operating budget or additional revenue that has come in that would give us that revenue over expenses. And so what do we do with that? Well, historically, what we have done is we've used these dollars to fund one-time projects, uh, not looking to fund from an operating standpoint because, A, it's not good business simply because you don't know if it's going to be there from one year to the next. And more importantly, I guess you could say, B, from the standpoint of you want to see an instant return on, on these dollars and not that you don't from an operating budget, but there are always key elements within your operating budget or your capital budget, I should say, more importantly, that simply you're just not able to fund. As you go through a budget process, you're sitting there, you're looking at the, the items being requested, you're looking at the dollars available, you're looking at what might be bonded. And these are typically items that you want to fund with cash. And so we look to that year-end money as, a, as an opportunity to be able to fund that. So the Board of Main Alderman asked the city manager uh, each year to bring this to them for approval. So again, being good stewards of our dollars, we looked at the 1.5 that we had available and, and pretty much made a decision right out of the gate that we wanted to put about 250,000 of that back in our fund balance. The city of Kingsport has slowly been growing our fund balance over the last several years. That's being recognized by Wall Street when we go through and get the annual uh, rating from uh, Moody's and S&P. And so it's a positive thing for us. It's that rainy day fund that you may know it more as that. And so the board uh, acknowledged that and, and agreed 250000 was what we should put back. But then they asked us to go back and look at some of the projects that, you know, we needed to fund uh, that were not funded through the budget or things that uh, I have identified or the new board has identified as initiatives that they wanted to see. So I'm going to run through some of those just so we can kind of get a general idea of how these dollars are spent and, and where they go. Again, 250000 went to fund balance, and then from there, 20000 went to purchase AED devices to go into our public buildings. Uh, this is something that we 
I did several years ago, but they have a they have a shelf life, and so we start going in and replacing them. Uh, not too long ago, we've received a um, a local park and rec fund grant, and this allowed us to do some work at Borden Park as well as at Preston Forest Park. So we're adding about sixty thousand to that to help with design and construction inspection services that'll allow that to move forward. Seventy thousand dollars is going to go towards code enforcement, tearing down dilapidated structures. Uh, mowing grass, other activities associated with code enforcement. I know that's been a priority for us for quite some time. So we're, we're adding to what we had already budgeted. And so we believe this will allow us to, to make, some, make some headway in that as we go through this year. We also put about $100,000 towards the new City Hall renovation. Obviously, this is a project that is under construction as we speak. And as we move into that facility, Late spring, early summer of next year, uh, we saw some areas where we need to add some additional dollars. So $100,000 will go to that. Uh, we continue to invest in our IT infrastructure. Uh, technology dominates everything uh, that we do at home. It dominates everything we do at work. We're more and more relying on technology to do our job, and I'll, I'll build off that here in just a second. In addition to that, $130,000 is going to go back to our facade and redevelopment program. This is a very popular program in our downtown area, especially as we provide an incentive for business owners, property owners to go in, redo that facade, uh, modernize it, bring it up to code if it needs to be, uh, address demolition cost and whatever associated with bringing that building up. We, we give a small amount. You know, it's it's a very small amount that is available through a grant program, but it's a little bit. And that little bit is obviously helps as this is an extremely popular program. We're adding about uh, $20,000 to our riverfront project. This will allow us to construct some sidewalks along Industry Drive right off of the roundabout there. And then also on Barton and Keller, this will be instrumental in tying into our existing green belt there. So we're, we're excited to be moving that forward. Two things that kind of closing as it relates to this item is about $250,000 will buy software and hardware for our building department to begin going down a, a path that will allow us to do uh, real-time uh, plan review submittal, uh, allow us to do real-time requests for inspections, really modernizes how we do business in our building department. This is something that the Home Builders Association has been asking for. Uh, local developers have been asking for us to do this. It was something we've looked at in the budget. We just didn't have the money to do it. So again, this is that opportunity to bring dollars back and uh, kind of help with this. We believe uh, it'll take us a few months to get this up and running, uh, but I know our building department is pleased and, and we believe it'll be great for that customer interface with that department and the building community. So very pleased with that. And maybe the biggest item that's part of this uh, budget ordinance for uh, approval was the $500,000 that would go towards street resurfacing. As you know, we, we began through the power franchise fee, setting up a dedicated uh, funding source for paving, something that was desperately needed in the city. However, we're going to take that $500,000 and we're going to match that with uh, some state and federal grant money that we have available. So that 500000 goes to $2.5 million. So you look at the over $2 million that we're investing as part of the fiscal year 20 budget for paving, and then you add this onto it. So over the next uh, two years with what we have budgeted, coupled with this kind of 
you know, shot in the arm towards our paving program, right around $7 million going back into paving roads within our community. So we're very excited about this and very pleased with how that is moving forward. So we also approved some new grant applications, right? We did. We actually, uh, again, you know, in October, it's that time of year for us to apply for uh, our transportation enhancement grants or, or also known as the alternative transportation grant. These are the grants that have historically funded projects such as uh, the Greenbelt. Uh, they funded projects such as the, um, the pedestrian bridge that's now, or what was, I guess, the old uh, Rotherwood Bridge. Uh, Broad Street, when it was uh, the streetscape was redone, that was the grant that funded that. So the, the city of Kingsport has been extremely successful in writing and receiving these grants. In fact, fairly safe to say that the, the overwhelming majority of the Greenbelt has been built by grants and, and through this program, which is administered by the Tennessee DOT. So at the board meeting, uh, the board approved applications for two projects. One is the western end of the Greenbelt, so pretty much going from Rotherwood Bridge all the way out to West Stone Drive. Uh, this application has been submitted. Uh, this is actually the third time it's been submitted. Uh, this is a very competitive process. We know that going into it. Uh, we have a very good relationship with the Tennessee DOT, so we understand when we're asking for you know amounts over five hundred thousand, knocking on the door of a million dollars, it becomes a lot more competitive than the hundred fifty or two hundred thousand dollar grant. But we we need this amount to be able to finish that section. So an application was approved to be submitted once again to the Tennessee DOT. The board also uh, went ahead and authorized staff to submit the same kind of grant to the Tennessee DOT for the proposed pedestrian bridge off of Main Street there at Centennial Park, linking downtown with the General Shell site. Now, a lot of people ask, well, why would you do that? We're really not certain where we're going with that property. And the answer to that is that that's exactly right. But in this process, because it is a competitive grant, uh, you need to introduce the project to the state. And by doing so, you submit a grant. It also puts us in line uh, as we begin to kind of talk about this project with them, as the board better understands what it is we're going to do on this site. This just allows us to know that that is out there and it's moving forward. You know, whether we turn that into a, a venue for a variety of events and uses, or if we uh, go all residential or we come back and look at a a business park over there. Connectivity to our downtown is vital for all of those. It's, it's necessary to move people back and forth to support the businesses downtown. So we're looking at this uh, still quite a ways away. Uh, but again, this is that process we go to when the board kind of went down this path of looking at a pedestrian bridge. Uh, one of the things that they felt very passionate about was utilizing grant dollars to help fund that cost. You know, it's about a $3 million bridge, um, very expensive. And so any way that we can supplement those with dollars from the state, federal government, or through other organizations that provide funding for this, we're going to explore, and that's this part of this process. So if you had to sum up in one or two sentences what all this means for our listeners, what would you say? I think uh, I would, the takeaway would be, if you're listening, that uh, we're managing our money well, utilizing grants to do so. Uh, we're also uh, taking a look at, each and every year, the revenue over expenses, putting some money back in our rainy day fund, but at the same time, putting money towards projects that we're just not able to be funded, but they're worthwhile projects that support 
a variety of things across the city. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for the information, Chris. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. You can find Chris on social media at KingsportCN. Please subscribe and leave us a review that helps other people find us. We'll see you right back here next Monday for our first deep dive episode on Bays Mountain Park and Planetarium.